stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, a surprise resolution to a very troubling case. Philip Harima, who for years had worked with this Calgary Stampede Performance Group, the Young Canadian School of Performing Arts, worked there for years, resigned back in 2014, I believe it was, uh, but obviously was responsible for a lot of young people. Uh, and then we learned that a number of those young people had been victimized. And so Harima was charged with 20 charges originally, including sexual assault, sexual exploitation, making child pornography, luring, very, very disturbing allegations. He pleaded not guilty. We were well, about midway through his trial when suddenly this week we learned that instead he was going to plead guilty to eight of 20 charges. So what changed? What happens next? Uh, Nancy Hicks, Global News Crime Report, has been following this story. Uh, Nancy, thanks for making some time for us here. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so what can you tell us then about what transpired this week? We were in the midst of his trial, right? Well, I would uh, love to get into his mind, but unfortunately that's not something that we heard in court today. All we heard was that uh, he admits to eight charges relating to six victims. The earliest of the offenses that he admitted to happened in 1992, which was one count of sexual assault. Um, He did talk about admitting to using his position of power over these teens to victimize them. So, I mean... We may hear more uh, in sentencing. There will be joint sentencing submissions. Uh, Sentencing is scheduled for May. Um, In the meantime, he's been sent for a psychiatric report to be done prior to sentencing. I guess in in an instance like this, where we're in the midst of a trial, does the Crown need to accept the guilty plea? Could the Crown have rejected that and continued with the trial? Oh, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm the yeah. judge could have as well. But right. um, I, I mean, you also there there was more victims that had to testify, so you have him admitting to some very serious charges here. Um, so I mean, yeah. Well, then that is you say that spares a lot of people. Defense, yeah. Yeah, and and the crown and defense obviously worked this out. Several of the victims uh, had already testified, so. Um, you know, there was an agreed statement of facts uh, read in court today with some very graphic details uh, of the abuse. You know, in several cases, it was Harima requesting naked photos of the young students, but it, there was some uh, progression in abuse in, in other cases. But I don't know that your radio audience would like to hear the super graphic uh, details, but it, I mean, it's really awful to hear that these young boys went through this and you know some of these boys said they felt like not only did they look to him as some said a father figure but one said that he felt like he according to the agreed statement of facts couldn't really do anything about it because he he felt like harima held the power over him to either have him accepted or rejected from the program the following year so you know there was definitely that position of trust and authority that he was abusing Oh, very clearly. How how far back does all of this go? 
Well, the earliest offense that he admitted to was a sexual, one count of sexual assault in 1992. Wow. Um, a lot of the charges were more recent uh, before he was uh, officially investigated much later. Um, so it did span quite a quite a period because he was with the organization employed from 1990 to 2014. So, you know, 92, he was only there a short time before he admitted to sexually assaulting a young uh, a teenager. And then, you know, he com- continued as a business administrator from 2002 to 2014, and that's when the allegations were first made and police started the investigation, and that's when he resigned uh, from his position. So, um, you know, the, the abuse spanned quite a period. Right. I mean, it's interesting that this even went to trial. I mean, given the the overwhelming evidence here, but also as, as you wrote about earlier in the week, there was this uh, police interview from from June of 2015, and the video that was was shown in court, where he seems to be expressing remorse and regret that he feels like a, a monster, feels like a horrible human being. Was was that something close to to a confession? It, you know, I mean, he didn't get into the same details like he in that video he admits that he exchanged naked photos with somebody i mean you have the court hearing today that he was touching individuals and you know uh, you know one of the things that i think i can probably tell you about is that he would perform what he called checkups he would tell a couple of these boys that they needed to do checkups so he'd bring them into a room by themselves under the guise of talking about their workout programs and then he would have them strip naked um, and some of them would be forced to kind of do workout moves um, naked and he would touch them and then in one case a boy received payment for this checkup so like I mean there's differ differing degrees of what happened and definitely in that video he doesn't get into this type of admission um, in that it was mostly just the sending of photos, which would be the um, admission to making child pornography, because these are these are young boys. Yeah, very troubling. So the range so. of the charges. Um, so there were um, he admitted to just to clarify the mm-hmm. eight of the twenty charges. So that included one count of sexual assault. There were several counts of sexual exploitation, making child pornography, and uh, a couple counts of luring. Yeah. So even though some charges are being stayed, we're we're still dealing in the realm of very serious criminal charges. Like yeah, like when you hear the details today, this was really awful for these young boys. So yeah. Very much so. Okay. So uh, there's now a psych report to be done. When when is sentencing set for? Um, the psych assessment will be right away, like it'll happen um, as soon as he can get in, just to the forensic assessment outpatient. Um, Fayos. Um, so that'll happen, and then they will go to uh, sentencing May 1st, and at that time, the victims would have a chance to present victim impact statements, and then, as I mentioned, uh, the Crown and Defence plan to make a joint submission. So obviously there was somewhat of a, uh, a deal that was reached midway here, because, I mean, that, that speaks to the fact that we have um, a joint submission coming at sentencing. So... All right, so May 1st for that. Uh, Nancy, thanks for the update here. Appreciate this. Thank you. All right, that is uh, Nancy Hicks, Global News crime reporter, has been following this story. So a, a sudden turn, and maybe for all intents and purposes, a welcome turn. You just The whole trial could have been avoided, I think, if he'd been willing to plead guilty in the first place. So you get a sense that maybe he saw where things were going, saw an opportunity maybe to, to try to get a deal. 
How much is this going to impact the sentence he will get versus the sentence he might have got if if the trial had continued? That's speculation at this point. Ultimately, it's still going to be up to the judge. But as Nancy said, there will be a joint submission made by the Crown and defense for sentence. And I guess we'll learn what that is on, on May 1st, and then, then the judge will decide. So um, spare some of these victims from having to testify, but obviously uh, didn't spare others from having to testify and having to hear evidence. Decided to gamble on a trial, maybe thought it wasn't going his way, and decided to, to get out. And so that's what's, uh, what's happened this week involving this uh, very troubling case. 403-974-TALK is our number, 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.